Working as the Post and Courier's Clemson reporter, I get to cover some of the top teams in the nation. One of the things that makes my job really interesting is being able to be at the facility, talking to the players, getting to learn their stories. With a subscription to the Tiger Take, you'll not only get to read everything I write on postandcourier.com, but you'll also get the latest updates straight to your inbox. But more than that, you'll get insights that you won't find anywhere else. Hi, this is Gene Sapikoff, sports columnist and college sports editor for the Charleston Post and Courier, welcoming you to another edition of Countdown to Kickoff, where we talk each week with Clemson beat reporter John Blau. And if you want some of John's really cool inside takes about college football and other fun stuff, check out postandcourier.com slash the tiger take. That's postandcourier.com slash the tiger take. And John, uh, kind of a weird game last week with Clemson against Furman where you beat the Purple Paladins, but do not outgain Furman. Wow. Uh, kind of a mad, perturbed Dabo Sweeney, too. It is Tuesday press conference. What do you make of that, John? Yeah, I mean, I think I, in the newsletter, called it bizarro world of, of sorts for Clemson just because if you had that DJ Uyungle would have a great game, defense would be absolutely terrible, and, um, you know, again, that, that, you know, the Furman would outgame Clemson at the end of the day. I mean, that, I don't think those are three things that people would have really guessed going in. And like you said, in the Tuesday press conference, Davo Sweeney said uh, that the defense basically didn't show up and they stayed at the Hilton Garden Inn and never made it to Memorial Stadium. They were there physically, but not there mentally, uh, not there in terms of the effort you need to have. Um, so, yeah, it was just a very weird game. And I don't know what to make of it because uh, you do think about there was five days rest coming off the Georgia Tech game. It is Furman's, maybe overlook them a little bit. Uh, but, you know, because of that performance, uh, I think because of some of the words Dabo Sweeney said, I, I would think that Clemson is not going to be in position to overlook Louisiana Tech as they go into this second non-conference game. Looks like uh, Louisiana Tech uh, isn't quite what they uh, have been in the past. Uh, and so I think a lot of the focus this week is going to be on Clemson trying to get better. John, what do you make of, you know, DJ Uyunglele putting a playing a pretty good game, but Cade Klubnik not exactly uh, sticking out in his first game at Death Valley. Um, talk about the two QBs for the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I think we were talking last week about how you know, these two non-conference games would be an opportunity for Kate Klubnik to get some playing time. It might bend the narrative in terms of maybe Kate is going to make a push. And that just basically died uh, last week in terms of Kate Klubnik came out there, uh, looked like a freshman, um, missed a wide open Antonio Williams down the field, uh, ran out of bounds, um, just one of four passing for negative two yards, I think is where he finished. And DJ Uyunglele had another pretty good game. Again, it's it's against Furman. The, the pockets were very clean. Um, and obviously there's mismatches in terms of his receivers against that secondary. Uh, but he played a much better game uh, than he would have played last year, maybe even against a team like S against South Carolina State or something like that. Um, so he continues to make strides. And, and this is very much uh, DJ's team going forward. And uh, but again, it'll be interesting to see if there is a, a second chance for Kate Klubnik to come into the game and see if he learned from those mistakes against Furman and maybe he can make a little bit of a, a conversation again. But right now, it's definitely uh, DJ Uyunglele's team. Thanks again for joining us for Countdown to Kickoff, the weekly talk with John Blau, Post and Courier 
beat reporter covering Clemson and check out John's tremendous newsletter at postandcourier.com slash the Tiger Tank. John, let's talk about Clemson's uh, receivers. Tiger fans, at least as they went to six straight uh, college football playoffs and last year missed out with a 10 and three season, were uh, kind of comfortable with some real go-to star receivers, Mike Williams, T. Higgins, and Justin Ross. Is there a guy in this wide receiver core that could be someone that other defensive coordinators say, we've got to account for this guy, this guy scares us, or is that guy not on this Clemson roster? Yeah, it's an interesting question because I think yesterday Debo Sweeney was asked about the more quote-unquote experienced guys with Joe and Gata and, and EJ Williams and that, how they have to turn things around because they haven't been very uh, present the first two games. But then Debo Sweeney said, you know, this is kind of a false notion that we have this experienced receiving core. I mean, Joe and Gata has been out a, a bazillion games. I mean, EJ Williams missed most of last season. Uh, it's just a group that doesn't really have a veteran standout guy. I mean, you can't really point to the group and say it's there. But honestly, I mean, I think if, if there are two guys that have a chance to be that, it's Bo Collins obviously coming into his um, own as a, as a sophomore. He had a really nice adjustment on a route uh, last week. It was kind of supposed to be a slant. He ends up going to the corner and DJ drops it in the bucket. There's definitely a uh, chemistry between DJ and Bo because they go back to high school at, at Bosco prep out there on the West coast. And I would say the other guys, honestly, I think Antonio Williams has looked really, really good. Like these first two games, the true freshman from uh, Dutch fork high school. Um, he's got another kind of shiftiness, uh, different kind of gear to him that a lot of the receivers that Clemson has been bringing in these big six, three, 220 pound receivers don't quite have. Uh, and he has a, he seems to have a knack for getting open and making big plays. So it'll be interesting to watch Antonio Williams in these next few games to see if his role continues to grow and he have a kind of a rising young receiving core uh, with Bo Collins and Antonio Williams. John, let's uh, discuss for just a few minutes here, the offensive line and how they have played in the first couple of ball games for Clemson. That, I would say, is the position unit that was under the most scrutiny in the offseason. A lot of changes there. Um, Blake Miller playing and Putnam playing a different position. Walker Parks playing a new position. Your thoughts so far on how that's gone the first couple of games? It's definitely a work in progress. I mean, I think, like you said, mentioning all the guys who have shifted positions, uh, Putnam, Parks, uh, Blake Miller at right tackle. I mean, that that's just bound to... Uh, that's kind of a recipe for not exactly being all together and in sync because these guys haven't had a games together until the games we're watching right now. Um, so th there's been moments, especially in the Georgia Tech game, where pass protection was a little flawed. Um, run The run game probably took a step forward in the Furman game, but again, it's Furman, so you kind of have to see a larger sample size to really know. Um, I think Jordan McFadden was talking this week and said, you know, for the most part, we've been hitting our assignments. We've been kind of targeting the right guys, but there are moments where they're still kind of not exactly on the same page. So it's definitely, I would say, again, a work in progress on the offensive line. Um, and it's a unit that really needs to come together. I think I wrote about it a couple of times coming into the season. I mean, how much this offense is going to take a step forward really depends on how much they can lean on that running game and protect DJ Uyongole. Because like I said, when DJ has clean pockets, he has time to think. And he can really get his feet set and, and throw the ball. He's got a great arm, but 
times when it's not clean, it becomes a little more uh, dicey. So uh, again, work in progress, but we'll see how it develops over these next few games. Talking with John Blaub, Boston Courier beat reporter. John, um, I know uh, coaches hate it, absolutely hate it when we look ahead, but that's our job. So I just want to talk about generally the Clemson schedule. It kind of uh, has gone up and down here in the last few weeks. The November 5th game in South Bend against Notre Dame suddenly does not look all that imposing after uh, what the thundering herd went into South Bend and did last week. On the other hand, Sam Hartman's return to Wake Forest offense, they looked really good. I don't care if they were playing Vanderbilt or not. They just went in there and smashed the Commodores. And Clemson obviously has to play in Winston-Salem at noon on September 24th. And then we'll see about NC State this week, uh, kind of a big game with Texas Tech. Uh, you know, they barely got by, NC State did, at East Carolina. What, what do you think just schedule-wise looking ahead so far? Yeah, like you said, that Wake Forest game is going to be interesting because, again, these two non-conference games, Furman, Louisiana Tech, obviously Furman was a little more adventurous than we thought it would be. But um, Wake Forest, the really the beginning of the meat of that ACC schedule, I mean, that is the, the first kind of a weighty opponent that Clemson's going to see. Obviously, last year it was a complete mismatch. Uh, and that's the, that's the interesting thing for me. As many points as Wake Forest is able to produce against these teams early in their schedule, uh, with that, you know, that slow mesh and some of the tricky things they do against Clemson, that thing does not seem to work just because they have so much size and talent in the front seven. Uh, again, considering how bad the defense was last week for Clemson, that's why it'll be interesting to see how they show up against Louisiana Tech and build towards that game. Because if the defense is as good as we think it's going to be for Clemson, uh, I think it's going to be hard for Wake Forest to kind of win that matchup. But um, yeah, going ahead, like you said, NC State, that that back-to-back -back right there with Wake Forest and NC State, that that may define Clemson's season uh, because, like you said, Notre Dame at the back end, are they really going to be a quality win at the end of it? Uh, we kind of have to see in terms of whether they recover or they continue to free fall after those first two losses to start the season. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky slate for Clemson. It's uh, – it gets, you know, again, that Louisville game right after Notre Dame. I mean, that was a close game last year. You got them coming right off of that. Um, so it doesn't seem like Clemson's just going to glide through this thing. But uh, it's going to be interesting to watch hey, how Clemson plays and then also just how the, their opponents kind of are rolling as we come into those games later in the season. All right, John, it's that exciting time in countdown to kickoff when uh, everyone is ready for the John Blau prediction for this week and uh, a score for Clemson against Louisiana Tech at Death Valley on Saturday night. Well, last week I said 52 to nothing for Furman. That was obviously way, way wrong. That's why I hate doing predictions. But uh, let's say uh, 30 to 13. Let's, let's go with that. How about that? I just made that up right now. I hadn't really formulated it. Well, that's what people come to Countdown to kick off for. <laughs> Uh, fresh thoughts from John Blau. And uh, so, you know, if you said 30 to 13, it'll probably be 52 to nothing. But, you know, we, we try our best. And I know that everybody that reads the Post and Courier and that follows Clemson football in any way would get uh, a real treat by checking out John Blau's Post and Courier Clemson newsletter, which can be reached at postandcourier.com slash the tiger take. 
For John Blau, I'm Gene Sapikoff signing off on this edition of Countdown to Kickoff, and we will see you next week to talk about Clemson against Wake Forest.